I was raised with a lot of shame around sex. Mm-hmm. I was raised to not have sex until you get married. Mm-hmm. Very, very Catholic conservative teachings around sex. And I actually didn't start having sex until my 20s. So I was like kind of on the train, like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Yeah. And then as I melted away from formal religious beliefs, I started to explore things myself and I started to explore my sexuality. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with my soul sister, Regina Lawrence. Regina is a lawyer turned soulful business and life strategist who has cultivated a community of women who can be all the things successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique while creating a life of purpose and passion according to their own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that social norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by someone else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Regina is a woman after my own heart, as you can hear from that intro. And in this episode together, we talk about pretty much all the things. And I am so excited for you to listen to it. It was a fun one, super juicy. Enjoy this episode and let me know what you think. All right. What's up everyone. Welcome to Amplify. Gonna chat with my girl, Regina. I am so pumped for this conversation because we had such a good time. Like going deep on your show that I'm like, oh, this is just part two right now. Like, let's do it. Love yes. it. I'm happy to be here. I'm so pumped to talk about all the things with you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which y'all, that's the name of her show. All the things like, hey, there we hey. go. Right. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Part two. Here we go. Um, so you guys for one, definitely are going to want to head to Regina's podcast to listen to our episode together, because we're going to just kind of continue on some of those topics and dig into new things. But as we all know, we start out with some rapid fire questions. Ready to go. You're ready to go. Okay. What are you grateful for right now? Ooh, I'm grateful to be seeing the fruition of a life that I've so actively been building for the past couple of years. Oh, yummy. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, regardless of whether you feel guilty about it? 
I don't feel guilty about it at all. I love reality Good. TV, specifically Bravo and The Real Housewives. Okay. Fuck my shit up. Love it so much. This is probably the most common answer among the ladies on the show is is like Real Housewives and Bravo reality TV specifically. I love Real Housewives and I also fucking love a Coke Zero and I don't care what anybody <laughs> you know what that's totally fine and that's why I say like guilty pleasure but I, I do the disclaimer because I'm like no we own our choices and we own the things that we love right I feel good about both of those life decisions good good I see the real housewives that's one that I never really jumped into yeah yeah reality tv not as much um yeah I love it yeah but I am like you know working through game of thrones for the second time in the last year right now so that's like mine that's the direction okay. I go in I've done yeah. that no I've done that quite a few times yeah mm-hmm. yep what is a random fact that most people wouldn't know about you I am one of nine children I have four brothers and four I didn't sisters, know that and we're all from the same parents that's amazing yeah. my mom um is the oldest of nine like oh, you know wow. yeah so I love I love big family like that's so cool If you weren't doing what you're doing now, which we know, like even you just, just said like so much of what you've been working on and building is, is here and you know, you're living and designing your dream life. But if you weren't doing this, like what kind of job or career would you, would you have? Like what's always sounded really cool to you? Oh, so many things I love. Um, I'm super artistic and creative. I'm a classically trained pianist. And so I probably pursue something with music. I'm also a classic, I studied classical art and painting. So I probably go some into something super creative. I love it. I love it. Um, any weird talents or special skills, unless those are the ones that you literally just told us about? <laughs> oh no, I can light a lighter with my toes. I saw something about this on your Instagram <laughs> stories recently. <laughs> That is a weird, weird party trick. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to date me? I can light your cigarette. <laughs> I can light Jay with my toes. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, why, how would you even like come into learning that about yourself? Who knows? My older sister could do it and taught me how to do it. Okay. This is a have, family we have, tradition. We have finger toes. Like we have like Got it. monkey toes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting foot finishes to the front. Um, what did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be a same. I heard you say that on a podcast. I was the same. I was like, I want to be a performer. I want to be famous. I want to be an actress. I want to be a celebrity. And yeah. I feel like, and you've said this pop too, star. Like, I don't care. Fucking pop star. But I feel like in our own right, like we have chosen lives where like we get to be in front of people and yeah. we get perform and show up. And so I, f- I feel like I'm like, that makes sense for me. Yes. I completely agree. And, and same thing, like, yeah, I'm, you know, we're not pop stars or like on TV, like actresses or anything like that. And like even having our own podcast or have like having a pub- public platform with social media and stuff. I'm like, I get to like feed that performing creative outlet in that way. So like, I'm, I'm, like it didn't look how I thought it would when I was little. Right. But like, I got to like fulfill that. Um, and, and, you know, in, in a different way, which is, yeah. So I agree. Um, when was the last time that you cried? 
uh, yesterday morning. I cry every single day of the week, usually. When yeah. I meditate, I sit with Hoppe and it allows me to tap in. And it's a, it's been a really powerful release for me. So I cry almost every single day of the week. Amazing. Yeah. Mine was like an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when's the last time that you laughed so hard? You almost peed your pants. Uh, probably yesterday. Laughter is like, I live to laugh. I'm a jokester. I am a practical jokester. I think I'm hilarious. Like <laughs> I am the funniest girl. Same, same. I say, I say things to people and then I laugh and nobody else could laugh. I, yeah. I, I will it. die at my own jokes and like rewatch like my own, oh gosh, rewatch my own stories. And I'm like, oh, do you guys see her? She is hilarious. I'm like, did you see those memes she posted? This chick is fucking funny. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that girl's on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like that. So oh I gosh. laugh all the time, belly laugh, almost pee my pants, like constantly. It's how I move through life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laughter, tears. It's a lot of, we are fiery women. There's a lot of energy moving through these bodies and you just got, it's got to keep going. It's got to keep moving. <laughs> totally. Yep. Oh, I love it. What is your favorite meal? Um, I'm a simple girl. I love, I'm from the East coast. So I love a real fucking piece of pizza. Okay. Like, uh. Like a yeah. real piece of like pepperoni pizza with the real crust. I also love a real bagel. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, where is the next place you want to travel to? Ooh, uh, the next, I, the next trip I have booked. So I've been in Mexico a lot. I'm going back to Cabo again, um, in a couple of weeks. And okay. then I, the next place I really want to go is and I've been there six times. It's one of my favorite places. Paris is like my favorite. Mm. It's like my home away from home. And so I'm going to be in Paris in November, Paris and London for a couple of weeks. Amazing. I love that. And that's coming up. It's October next week. Can you believe that? No. What the fuck happened? Where are we? I, I know 2020 has been the longest two years ever. Ever. I just turned 35 and I was like, me too. But I'm 33. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh. Seriously. We're like, so twinning. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was good rapid fire. So like you, like, I mean, like me, like you've done so many things, like obviously, you know, former, like overachiever, like go, go, go way too busy, stuck in a masculine sort of thing. So we are very, like a lot of similarities over here. So I would love because you've done, you know, I mean, you're like classically trained pianist, like been a lot like went to law school like all the all the things literally so tell us your story like how'd you get to where you're at now break it down girl I know so I'm one of nine kids and I'm from a super conservative Irish Italian Catholic East Coast family lots of personalities growing up (laughs) but also a lot of addiction so seven Mm. of the nine kids in the family have had one addiction issue or another I'm not one of them and I grew up as, I'm the youngest girl, so I saw it all happening in front of me. So I was the classic 
learn, I learn from other people's mistakes. I'm not the type of person that has to make the mistake myself. Mm. So I remember watching my family and as a child thinking like, how the fuck did I end up in this space, in this family with these people? Like there are people who were born as royalty in the UK and I was born to the Lawrences in Philadelphia. Like what is happening? <laughs> so I literally as a kid was like, I want to be different than like this family. Mm. And I was also like the codependent fixer, like, let me help you. Let me fix you. And that petered into relationships, but it started in childhood. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I was the kid who was like getting straight A's. Like I studied piano. I studied art. I also never, something happened at a young age where I wanted to be known for my brain. I wanted people mm. like, God, that girl's so smart. Being pretty, I wanted to always be secondary. And also I was like pretty ugly as a kid, honestly. I like had to grow into like my looks. That's why I say I have such a great personality. <laughs> I was like so attractive as a kid that like I had to make up for it with like the charm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just like classic overachiever and none of my sisters are college educated. So I was like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to leave home. Like, I'm going to do this thing. And so I pushed. I pushed myself through college. And then I went to law school. I pushed myself through law school. Then I got a master's of law after law school. Um, and then I went into practice. I was a trial yeah. attorney. My client was the city of Philadelphia. I represented all the municipalities in the city and federal court. And then from there, I was still practicing law, but I was also a law professor at night at a big university on the East Coast. Yeah, so I Fucking was le- legit. Yeah, I was. I was doing it. It was like this yeah. is what you, this is what you're gonna do. But my very first case that I tried, I was like two months into practice, and like this was like the culmination of like what I had worked my whole life for. And I was a defense attorney, and the jury came back with a verdict for the for the defense and my teammates like were celebrating and everybody was so excited and I was like huh I don't feel anything this is Mm -hmm. supposed to be like the half this is supposed to be my wedding day this is supposed to be the Mm -hmm. happiest moment of my life and I don't feel anything but I ignored that ping in that moment but I never interesting and and so sitting with that I just kept practicing. I just kept doing and doing and doing and climbing the ladder and doing and doing and doing until I was sitting in my office one day. Well, no, first one day I was sitting in my office and I was like looking at the four walls around me and I was like, do you want to spend the next 30 years of your life in this business? And then it was like, well, what the fuck else are you going to do? You're a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks later, I had a mental breakdown on my office floor like I'm literally laying on my office floor in a pencil skirt and a pair of Louboutins, like crying my eyes out, trying to like get, catch my breath, listening mm. to a headspace meditation and like God, the universe came in and was like, Regina, it doesn't have to be this hard. And then I said, I know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to change my whole fucking life. And yeah. that on the office floor, it, my whole life has changed since that moment. Amazing. 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 And, and so now running a, your social media marketing agency. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you, who you work with now and what that looks like. So I have two different businesses that I run. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's just one of them. I'm like, seriously. Yeah. And, and your women's coaching and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, (laughs) so I have two different things. I have social, a social media marketing agency where I help people build and grow their personal brands specifically on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and now the TikToks. Um, And then I started my business as a coach. So I specifically business coach other coaches on how to take that beautiful, brilliant idea that's been placed on their mind and their hearts and how to give it shape and scale it to be a profitable business. So amazing. That's yeah. where my life has pivoted to. Yeah, I love it. And has created like so much freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, all of it. Um, so I want, so, okay. So y'all like, we can talk about business, all that kind of stuff, but like, I don't like, I'm a real talk. I don't really want to talk about business with you right now. Like (laughs) I want to talk about the, like the juicier things. So, um, so you talked earlier about how you, in your meditation practice, like you sit with Hape, like every, every morning, that's a daily thing. Okay. Can you, can you take us through your morning practice? And I actually did Hape this weekend when I was in um, Austin, but have only done it before, um, with when I'm doing plant medicine ceremonies. So as like a grounding element before doing something else. So it's something that I've been like, maybe I could like incorporate this in as its own thing. So I'd love to hear how you use it and, and the value that you get from that and kind of what your morning practice looks like. Totally. So Hopway for anybody that doesn't know what it is, it is a finally ground up tobacco. I think it originated in Brazil and it is ingested through the nose. So it's a snuff that you snort mm-hmm. through the nose. Yeah. And you spice. I know. And I'm um, like, we crazy. <laughs> we crazy. We're snorting tobacco. Start your own business. Do <laughs> snort tobacco. <laughs> Start your business. Snort plant medicine. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I love it so much. So it's a, it's a Brazilian Amazonian tobacco, different herbs and things will be mixed in with it. And the intention behind it is that it can often ground us. It can get us back into our bodies. And what I do with it is it, I'm a very grounded person. I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. I'm an earth sign. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm very grounded, but with so much going on in my life and in my businesses, like a lot of times I wake up feeling anxious. It just, it is what it is. And the brain is racing. And so I have a Mm. practice every morning. So I have structure and flow to my day, meaning I get up around, I don't set an alarm. I get up around six or six 30 naturally every morning. The first two hours of my morning are for me. So mm-hmm. whatever I'm needing is that's my time to do it. It always starts with coffee, 32 ounces of water and 32 ounces of organified green drink, green drink. Amazing. Every, I love it. That's my start. Then I make my coffee. I get back into bed. Sometimes I unload the dishwasher while the coffee is going. <laughs> and then like, thinking about all the dishes in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't have a dishwasher. That's my excuse. Not really. Oh, I mean, oh. I don't, but yeah, know. I know I have a dishwasher. I lived once without one and I can never do it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where would I would have to remodel my like entire kitchen to put oh, a dishwasher in, no. which will come at some point, but anyway, anyway. Okay. Totally. 
Copy um, the vibes. And then I get back into bed and I will listen to some sort of meditative music and then I sit with my hot bay. So I make, I don't open any of the blinds in my room before this happens. I cl- clear and cleanse the energy of the space every morning. So I light Palo mm. Santo, I light sage, cleanse the space. Um, and then I light a candle. And lately I've been lighting Copal because it smells mm, like bloom. Yeah. And it gives me that like good Tulum vibes. Um, And then I start, and then I sit with the hape. So I have like six or seven different types of hape and I feel, I body feel into which one I I need today. And then I pick the one that I muscle test it. So I muscle Mm. test which one I need. And then I do a little bit of hape. um, And then I, I like it with my coffee because I choke every time I do it. Um, And the coffee helps. And then I'll put on headphones and I'll sit in meditation. Sometimes I journal, sometimes I read. I actually yeah. would like to start more of like my journaling practice again, but it's easy, it's flow. I try to keep my phone on airplane mode so I don't look at all this shit that comes in. A lot of times I fail and I look and then I have to put it yeah. back on airplane mode. Um, but that's how the morning starts. It starts with hape, meditation, setting my intentions, clearing my space, and then I go to the gym after that. Okay. I like it. I like it. And that's such a, I, I actually, even just you sharing that, like made me feel so much more grounded and also inspired because I feel like my morning practice has been a little flaky lately. I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay in bed till eight 30. And then I'm like, shit, get your ass out and go to the gym. So I, so I like that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yeah. And, and so let's actually talk more about plant medicine and all that kind of stuff. So, cause we, we've touched on that a little bit together and, you know, I know, I think I shared with you, like got into, you know, mushrooms a bit over the past year and a half more for like deeper journeys, more for like fun and play. Um, definitely wanting to explore that more in like therapeutic and healing ways. Not that fun and play is not healing. Um, but then also, you know, for microdosing and stuff like that, but, um, but, but yeah, and, and like ayahuasca experience and all that, but would love to kind of hear your, your experiences with it and how you got into it and how it's really helped you heal, grow, like expand your mind, all of that. Plant medicine has been such a huge part of this part of the journey. Mm. I had a resistance to plant medicine because I grew up with drug addicts. And so I'm very yeah. careful uh, to just be careful. And I'm always mindful of like my my, you know, my own addictions. Right. Right. And so I also, I, I've done a lot of human work and I've done a lot of soul work. So Mm. in terms of my human work, I've really worked a lot with my codependencies, with my attachments to humans. Um, and I've also worked a lot on my control shit. I, you know, spent a lot of my life under the illusion that I could be in control. And we all know that you're never going to control. I wanted to control the control that was the control of the control. Yes. Hi. Yes. Former control freak as well. (laughs) Such a control freak. freak. And so that has been a huge lesson for me. And a huge thing that helped me pre-plant medicine was breath work. Holotropic breath work has been something over the past couple years that I'm now a breathwork practitioner because I love Amazing. it and it's so potent and so powerful. So I started with the breath and that really has helped me give up control and really dive into why I 
want to be in control, why that illusion has made me feel good. And then, oh, Oh, I was going to say, why do you think, or how, how do you feel breathwork has helped with control stuff? Because on the one hand, you can think like, oh, and I can like, you know, assume some answers, but like on the one hand, cause I've, I've done some breath work as well. And it's one of the, the tools in my practice too. Um, but it is, it's such a controlled thing almost because you're being very intentional about exactly how you're breathing. Right. But, but in, by, in doing that, it also can bring up a lot of unexpected shit too. Uh, yeah. So for me, breath has with the way my brain works, I'm a really fast processor and my brain never, my brain is like on, 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 on. And I'm always trying to figure out the reason and the source and the cause and the thing and the thing and the thing. And so breath, like, even though you're doing this intense breath pattern, it actually causes my brain to like slow down. Yes. See what is, it's also the best time with my, with the development of my spiritual gifts like my spiritual gifts really came online with breath work. So my clairvoyance, my claircognizance, like the, the, all of the knowings came in through the vehicle of breath and the visuals, the the things like my past lives, like everything started to come online during breath, which is why I got into the habit of, you know, once I started doing breath, I started doing intense breath work at least twice a month. And I, the past couple of weeks, I've done it every week for the past nine or 10 weeks. I do an intense. So so for me, going back to the control, it's that I was able to see clearly why I felt like I had to be in control. And it's because I grew up in an environment where I didn't have a lot of control. I didn't have any control over anything happening around me. But the things I did have control of, quote unquote, I, the way I ate, the way I worked out, the way I could manipulate people. Like I controlled those things. And so mm-hmm. I realized it was, it ser- control served me because it helped me get to where I am today. Like yeah. it was my survival. Yeah. Well, and that's why we stay in those ways of being is because it gives us something, right? Yeah. And okay. so absolutely the control thing, same. The control served me, the stress and anxiety I lived in served me. It was my survival. It helped me have the success in my former life that I had and to get where Mm -hmm. I am now. Um, But I could see clearly through breath why I was the way I was. And I could also see clearly that this is not serving you anymore. So it's time to let go of that identity. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So the I breath, love that. Yeah. Breath was my first, like the, my, the breath was my first psychedelic experience. You know, like if anybody's never done breath and you're listening to this breath work, you oxygenate your body at such a high level that DMT is released in the brain. And so you can have these different experiences, whether it be with your higher self, whether it be with God, whether it be with your ancestors, your angels, like, like whoever you're connected with and working with, even if it's just your higher self, you have those experiences and they're quite beautiful and psychedelic. So once I started having the breath and I just let go of control um, and just let my body, like if you saw me during breath work, it's like, I, I, they think oh, it's, sure. Yeah. It's it, like a lot of breath work is like a, it's serious. Like it's a lot of movement and like, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> 
totally. And letting go of like that control and having flow and breath, I was like, okay, I think you're ready to sit with some plant medicine. And so Mm. from the breath is when I really got into psilocybin and sitting with mushrooms and mushrooms are the most beautiful, have been the most beautiful teacher in this phase of life. I'm microdosing right now. And I sit with mushrooms in ceremony about once a month, a pretty large dose. Mm. Um, They have been the most gentle, beautiful, powerful teacher for me. Yeah. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. Um, I love it. Okay. So mainly mushrooms. So actually if somebody, I went backing up, I'm like going through all the questions that I keep, like, I'm like a little stacking up questions as you're, as you're sharing. So if somebody wants to get started with breath work, like what would you recommend for them or where, where should they start or like ask you, you know, I don't know if that's even something that you do in, in a, like facilitate with people in some way in your coaching, unless they're working with you, but like, yeah, how do we, yeah. what direction for the breath work that so you do now with breath work? If somebody's interested, I will do one-on-one sessions with people if they reach out to Amazing. me. Um, and I'm going to start putting it out there that people can schedule one-on-one breath with me. I do breath. So the reason why I became a breath practitioner is because there's such a powerful connection between breath work and building a business. Because a lot of times we have these blocks inside of us and we're like, I'm just lazy or I have fears or we have different experiences that enter that to take the form of energy and get trapped in the body. And so then later in life, we're trying to do things and we're like, why can't I do that? Why, what's holding me back from stepping in? Well, a lot of times the things that are holding you back, it doesn't, the what of it doesn't actually matter. We just need to clear it out of the body. And so breath can do that. So I have integrated breath work. All my coaching clients have to do breath work too. It's a non-negotiable now. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you're, I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to make that a more regular thing. I get to get to anyway. Um, so yeah. So wait, but have, have you done like ayahuasca or any of these deeper, like I'm sitting, I'm preparing. Ooh, exciting. It is, but I like, I really want to get fucked and you can't have sex. (laughs) No sex. Oh, you like actually mean fucked, not fucked up by the ayahuasca. No, no. Like I, I'm like dying. I have, I've been having sex (laughs) like crazy. Because you you can't have sex, you can't self pleasure, you can't do anything, and I, uh huh, and I'm waking up like, (sighs) like from these crazy. I'm having the most. As soon as I said yes to sitting with Aya, (laughs) um, having the most vivid sexual dream, and I'm waking up like, oh my god, I need to shower. Wait, I don't remember having to like wait. So interestingly, when I did when I did ayahuasca. It was as like a closing the chapter on my marriage, like stepping into the new chapter. So I literally, and I did it like my, my ex and I had like two months where we were still living together in the house before he moved out. So like at that point, I'm like, I haven't had sex in two months, you know, but I'm like, did I, did I, well, how was my like masturbation practice before that? Cause I don't, I don't know. Like who knows? Probably not as much. Cause like he was still in the house. I, I don't know, but I'm like, oh, did I? Do I follow the rules? How, wait, so how long? A couple weeks. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks. Um, doing the dieta. I don't remember. Yeah. Getting ready. Like this, the sex is going to be the hardest thing for me. Like just not having sex with myself is going to be hard. Yeah. Like, so 
girl. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I'm getting ready for Aya. Amazing. So when is it? The end of October. (gasps) So exciting. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Do you have like, I mean, and I'm, I'm guessing you do like, what is your intention like with it? I am going in with a very open intention. I'm asking her to show me what is next. Mm. Show me what's next. There is something, there's something happening inside of me right now. There's something holding me back from this. Like there, I'm at this like next phase of ascension. Mm. I monetarily am experiencing it at such a beautiful level. Um, There's something happening inside of me. That's like, holding me back a little bit and and I'm having some fears come up and Mm. I want to get to the root of it like we got to get to the root of this and we got to fucking push past it and I know with Aya it will happen amazing I love that that's really cool um okay so let's since we talked you know touched on the sex sexy stuff let's let's dig in there because I know that's something that we talked about on your show and like your own sexual exploration, expression, all of that has been a really powerful journey for you as well. Um, yeah. Have you, I I mean, I guess just, I'm like, I don't even have like, I'm like, just tell us about it, you know, but like, I guess like, how have you one, like, how did you like get more comfortable, like exploring that for yourself? And then how have you seen it really, uh, aside from just obviously the benefits we get from sex, like from a sexual perspective and like orgasms, like, yes, amazing. But like, how have you seen that, um, affect other areas of your life too? Totally. So I was raised with a lot of shame around sex. Mm -hmm. I was raised to not have sex until you get married. Mm -hmm. Very, very Catholic conservative teachings around sex. And I actually didn't start having sex until my twenties. So I was like kind of on the train, like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Yeah. And then as I melted away from formal religious beliefs, I started to explore things myself and I started to explore my sexuality. It's interesting. My sexuality in my twenties was just very vanilla. Like I didn't understand my body. I didn't mm. understand like the possibilities. It was very safe and very vanilla. And then I had a partner, we were together for five years. We broke up when I was 32. And after we ended that relationship, I went on a massive sex dating spree. It was actually when I moved to Arizona was when I really like hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to like have this, these experiences and I wanted to experience different people and I wanted to explore my own body and I wanted to try different things. And so I really, and I wanted to get rid of any shame I had mm. around that. So what happened was I think I, the pendulum swung so far the other way. It was like on the one side, it was like a lot of shame around it. And then I swung so far, I was having sex with everyone. And then I was like coming back to center. And so where I am now, I had this guy, he's definitely my twin flame. I met him last year and I had what I can only describe as a Kundalini awakening, like Mm. the sexual awakening that I had with this human. Like I, it was, it was, they were sexual experiences where I literally don't even know where my soul went. 
one time we were having sex and I literally like came to afterwards and I was like, oh my God, you're here. (laughs) He was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, my soul just left my body. And that sexual experience started this beautiful connection in my life that I understood between the potency of my sexual energy, my creativity, and my ability to call in money. Yes. I say that all the fucking time that ours, I mean, we know like our sacral chakra, right? Like that's, that's our womb area. Like, and that is responsible. Yes. For our sexuality and stuff like that, but creativity, like, you know, it's it's so much like abundance and it's so connected. And if you're blocked there, you're blocking so much of your innate magnetism. Yes. So much. It also brought to light that just the the powerful connection between what I was accepting from men, whether it be just a random hookup or a guy I was dating, it doesn't matter. Whenever I was accepting less in that space of my life, I was saying to the universe, I'll take less than I deserve and desire. Mm, Yes. And so I've really tuned in on at this point, like nobody's having sex with this like sacred, like vessel, unless they are like fulfilling like the highest desires and what I truly deserve. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a hell yes or a hell no. Like even with the D even with the D what I have been doing a lot of, which has been so fun is I've been making out with strangers and then I'll be like, like I met this guy at a <laughs> bar in Scottsdale and we were vibing and dancing and having fun. And we like sat and like messy, like made out in the corner. And then I was like, okay, well, great. Have to a meet good night. You. Have a good have night. Have a good life. He was like, what? And I was like, it great to meet you. Like peace. And <laughs> he's like, and wait, I, you don't want to come home with me or invite me home or get my number or anything like nothing. that was that. <laughs> that, was that. And so I've been having these makeout experiences and it has, it feels so good because, you know, in the past, I, a lot of times I had sex with guys because I felt like I had to, it was like, yeah. I started the party and I started the hookup and then I'd be like, Ugh, it's just easier to fuck them than to not. So Ooh. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And, and now it's like, I have no desire. The thought of waking up with like some sh- fucking schmo in my bed, like. Oh yeah, no, I'm like, no one gets to sleep over at my house. <laughs> no, no. So, <laughs> but like that power, I, I don't know if you ever had that experience, but like, I felt like earlier in my life, like I just, or I would drink a lot more and I'd be drunk mm. and like, I guess I'll fuck him. I think what I was, so, so similarly to you, like, and we talked about this on your show. Like I lost my virginity to rape when I was 16 years old. And so from that became very, very like much more not reserved per se. Cause like my sexual energy was always like very, you know, big, if you will, but I was very particular about who I would have sex with and didn't have sex. Like, you know, by, by choice until I was, 19 with the boyfriend that I was with. And then I was still like, I didn't have a lot of sex, like even in my twenties. And so I was very much like in the context of a relationship and somebody I was dating, like I would hook up, like make out maybe like other things and stuff. But I like, as far as like sexual intercourse was very picky in particular about that. And so, and then as we all know, was married for the last 
five years with my ex for 10 years. And so my last year has been so much more or a year and a half really has been so much more sexual exploration and, and, and like in such a beautiful way. And there, there hasn't really been, there hasn't been any situation where I'm like, Oh, I had sex with them. Cause I felt obligated to, which I'm really happy about. Like I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. Cause like, sometimes we're just like, no, it's a no. And, and so I will listen to that. If it's a no, it's a no, but there have been people where I'm like, Oh, it was fun that one time. And also, I don't know if I want any more from you, you know, like of, of you with you sort of thing, even if it was like a nice experience. So I feel like all of my sexual experiences over the past year and a half, since, you know, becoming this version of myself and becoming single again, they've all been very aligned. Um, but yeah, there are definitely sometimes where I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to tap, like, I almost said tap. I wasn't going to say like tap that again. I was going to say like tap into that vibe again. Um, yeah. So I've had that where I'm like, you know, like, and part of that too, which I don't know if you can relate to this is I have done such a good job of doing the inner work and the self-work to where I don't like, I can feel an intimate feel and establish a two-way, very intimate, intense connection very quickly. And, and so sex can happen pretty fast. Like, yeah, sometimes on the first date, I don't fucking care. And, and then I might, and, and I then don't feel attached per se. Like, so I'm able to maintain such good detachment, like compassionate and like interested, curious, but also very detached. And so it's all like very ethical, very conscious, but then I could also very easily be like, yeah, like one and done. Like, I don't know if I want to explore that further with you, but it was a beautiful experience and like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really? I totally had that. I'm also right now, I'm currently having an experience where I'm having the most intimate, vulnerable, connected experience with a man and we have not had sex yet. <gasps> oh my gosh, I have one of those too. It's been for like two months. I have one of those too. Uh-huh. One, one month. Oh my gosh, all the things. Like girl, we have to, we have, to have an offline conversation more about all the details. <laughs> Sorry, everybody listening in. Oh, wait, <laughs> can I actually ask more about this? Sure. So are you guys, is it like a location thing that's going on or like, tell, tell us more. Okay. So most like intimate connected. Cause the, like, a, you know, somebody that I'm currently involved with right now, um, very, very busy and like very demanding work and stuff. And has been out of the state for the last two weeks, you know, yeah. at three weeks almost and stuff. And so it's like literally, and like, I'm busy doing my, like all that. And still like the quality of the conversations and the energetic, uh, you know, exchange and vulnerability and like, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. insane, insane, literally insane. So this guy, I met him, I met him back in April and he spent three months trying to hang out with me. He lived (laughs) in the apartment building next to mine and kept asking me, he's like, oh my gosh, you live in that building? I live next door. We should get a drink uh, and like hang out on the roof and blah, blah, blah. And I blew him off, blew him off, blew him off because my twin flame, like a lot of my twin flame stuff was happening. I was trying to process that. And so finally I was out of breath work and I ran into this guy and I just sat with his energy for a second. And I was like, 
he's he's special like I can spend time with him so I I said hey like I know we've been trying to hang out like why don't we do that so a week later he called me and we talked on the phone for three and a half hours and I was like oh I was like I'm leaving in a couple days to go to Denver for a month and he was like I'm leaving for the east coast with my family I'm going to be there for like a month or a month and a half He's like, let's make time to spend time together. So he came over and picked me up at 7 p.m. on a Wednesday. And we didn't stop talking until we fell asleep at 5 a.m. And we talked about everything. There was a a desert rainstorm. We sat outside and watched the storm together. Like we just, he used to be a body worker. So he's an amazing massage therapist. He was massaging me. We were laying in bed. We kissed, we like made out a little bit. Yeah. And then we fell asleep a couple hours, got up, talked until like lunchtime. And then he drove me home and gave me the biggest kiss when I got out of his Jeep. And he was like, I want you in my life continuously in the future. And I was like, I feel the same way. And then we both left. And every week he's been gone, we have talked on the phone for about three or four hours once a week. And I saw him last week for the first time and we just, the connection and the vibe is, it's really special. And the intimacy we have with each other and the safety I feel with him. Mm, Like if we get to the point where we do sleep together, we are going to have like the kinkiest, wildest (laughs) feeling sex I've ever had in my life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you and to hear how this goes. Um, Ooh, yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll have to chat because like, not like obviously different stuff, but like, yeah, some, some parallels for sure going down. Oh, I love that. I love that. And sometimes, you know, I've had dynamics where like you couldn't either be in the same place, like even the, the one that I'm in right now, where it's like literally like in another freaking state and okay. Okay. Like that's the situation. And like, it doesn't make sense for like, you know, with, with everything going on for like me to be out, whatever. And, and, and so you're forced to like get to know each other in a different way, like more. And so, yeah, it can really build that intimacy and connection and stuff like that. And not to say, cause then, you know, people listening could be like, Lynn, just don't fuck the other people you're dating as quickly. It's like, not, a, but like one, I love sex. Yeah. I have great boundaries around like my emotions and like what meaning I assign to it as well. And like, that's a really important thing for me too. So like, I'm not here for mediocre B plus sex. I'm not even here for a minus sex. So and also we, we get to explore that early. <laughs> there are certain people you meet that you just have a certain type of intimacy and connection. Like you have to explore things in the way that, that it unfolds in that connection with that human. Yeah. It looks different in every, every situation gets to be like its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like my my ex-partner, like we met and within like a day of meeting, like we started fucking and we were together nonstop for five years and we had a beautiful relationship. This guy, we have like such an intimate connection that like, if it goes to that place, like this is the, this is the course in which our souls are supposed to be traveling together. Exactly. It's all happening exactly how it's supposed to in the perfect timing. Totally. I love that. Uh, Ooh, I'm so excited for you. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about like 
the masculine and feminine energy and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll come back to sex because I know everyone's like, no, keep talking about sex, you guys. We'll come, we'll come back to it. But I want to make sure we talk about like masculine, feminine energy because you obviously like, like me were somebody that was so stuck in your masculine. How did you, so obviously with your, your like breakdown essentially, and like stepping into all these new things, like learned to get into like strengthen your and trust your feminine so much more, but what were some of the things that you really did to like lean into the feminine more? Yeah. Well, the first thing I had to recognize and honor is that the way my feminine shows up is not like everyone else's feminine. Mm. I am a loud, big energy woman with a lot of, yeah, dog. and that, and what, what I was mistaking in this journey was that I thought feminine meant softening and it doesn't necessarily mean or like that. quiet. It doesn't always softening, yeah. softening. Cause we think of feminine, we still, even in our brains have patriarchal old views of femininity, soft, pink, flowy. That's often what we put with femininity. And I kept feeling like you just have to soften who you are to be more feminine. Mm. No, what I realized is like my feminine energy and my masculine energy are both fucking enormous I am an energetic like giant in terms of both polarities and so I had to first honor the way that I show up as a woman and I also had to honor the fact that the feminine is fucking powerful Mm -hmm. it is powerful it is strong it is like Joan of Arc like it can be like Joan of Arc and that's my feminine so that was the first thing the second thing was learning how to receive Mm. learning how to allow someone, whether it's in friendships, it's in romance, it's in business, learning how to receive and not always being in the doing, but just receiving and existing. That is so feminine for me. Yes. Yes. The being piece. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Soaking it in. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Be for a moment. Um, and we talked about this before we started recording. Um, and, and even with my club, big queen energy women last night on our call, you know, we were talking about like, oh, I feel like I swung so hard into the feminine of like flow, ease, magnetize that it's like actually starting to look lazy and I have zero structure. What the hell, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so you were saying like, you know, there's almost this attack on masculine energy and, and for everyone listening in, obviously I've talked about this a lot, but just a little refresher, men and women, we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. Right. And we get to play within both. It doesn't mean women are just going to be in their feminine and men just should be in their masculine. Right. And there are like wounded and unhealthy manifestations of both that we can all, you know, display. So, so I'd love to hear you kind of speak into that a bit more around the, like people are almost, because I think culturally there's attack on an attack on masculinity. And I think even energetically too, and like y'all in the coaching space, like in the world that we're in, like people being like, almost making the masculine energy bad sometimes, which is not right. 
totally. There's a lot of conversation, especially in the coaching online world, trying to help women, female business owners step into their feminine energy. But yes. the, the thing is, it's not that we need to step into, because stepping into implies stepping out of something. Mm. That's not what we need to do. There needs to be a a learning how to embrace our polarities, a learning like where there is light, there is dark, where there is masculine, there is feminine. We should be embracing the darkness just as much as we're embracing the light because yes. one, we need both to coexist. And so, so in business, I see a lot of coaches who are really heavily pushing women to step into the feminine. When you're stepping into the feminine, you're stepping out of the masculine. When you step out of the masculine, you don't have structure, shit doesn't get done, and you're not going to make as much money. It is what it is. So mm -hmm. what we need is we need both. Yeah. We need the structure with flow. Yes. We need systems and processes with empathy and feeling. We need heart and we need strategy. Those two things must exist for a heart-centered female entrepreneur to do what she needs to do in this lifetime. The message though being conveyed is to go all into flow, all into flow, all into flow. And like you said, in your group, the woman was like, I feel like I'm being lazy because you probably are because you need some yeah. more structure. Like yeah. you, you said it so beautifully. You were on Tiffany Carter's podcast and you were talking about how you have flow in your week. Well, you have flow in your week because you also have structure. You have, a, mm -hmm. you know, like Monday, Tuesday are CEO days for you and you get your shit done then. Thursdays are podcast days. They're days for you to flow, to interview, to be creative, to connect. So in our businesses, we must have some structure and some systems, mm -hmm. but we also have to have the grace and the compassion to flow through the different things that we're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Cause there is this, this trend right now that it's like, just magnetize your clients, which, which is something I obviously I say as well. And like, really? even in club B queen energy and like when I'm, you know, coaching women and mentoring women and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's part of it. Right. Manifestation, yeah. your energy, that's a huge part of it. And it makes a huge fucking difference. And yes, it makes things happen so much more effortlessly, but you got to take aligned action as well. Like the action is a part of it. And that is the masculine, you know? Yeah. But there is so much of this, like, just, just embody it. And it'll all just come to you. Like I was talking to Tiffany about this and we were having a conversation about like the influencers that show up and they just talk about flow. They just talk and show flow but on the back end, there's so much structure and strategy to even showing up like that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a balance, you guys. So yeah, not neglecting one or the other by any, any means, right? It's, it's an art form. Like the flowing between the polarities, like that's the goal for myself is like, how quickly can I be in my masculine and be strategizing with my team and then have a coaching call and like, flow into maybe yeah. having to hold space and be a nurturer. My goal is always to, to really work on that art of flowing between the two polarities in any given moment. Yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. So when you, what are some, actually some things like 
uh, not like red flags. That's not the right, the right word, but like when some like signs for you, when you're too in your masculine or too in your feminine. And when I say too, right, it's, it's being yeah. in that state, isn't supporting you. Like, what are some of those little signals for you that are like, Oh, I'm like, I'm too in my masculine. And then what do you do to, to shift? Like what's helpful for you to shift into one or the other? When I'm too in my masculine or too old, when I'm too in my masculine, I feel myself getting very like, like a chihuahua. Like I'm like, eh, 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 eh. like I just like, <laughs> I just like lose it. Like I want to yeah. kill everyone. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Outward aggression. Such outward aggression. Like fucking go fuck yourself to the guy driving in front of me, like losing my mind, middle fingers flying. Like that's it. Totally. Um, you know, when I'm out of alignment in either polarity, I get crippling anxiety. And for me, crippling anxiety looks like the blinds are closed. Netflix is on. My phone is on DND. And it's not because I've like scheduled time to relax. It's because I can't deal with my human body. And so I have to escape in a way, in the only way I know how to. Mm. And so the thing for me, whether it's too masculine or too feminine, feminine is the movement of energy. So yes. I, the other morning I did hape and I was out of my mind. I did hape and I literally turned on music and I had to shake it out and dance it out and dance it out. Like movement, exercise, mm. screaming. I, times a month, I scream from like my vagina. Like I just like, I get, I get on all fours, like an animal. And I scream from the pit of my stomach to move that energy. I yell, I cry. Oh, I love it. I love that. That is, oh yes. So powerful. And, and like y'all like, yeah, energy wants to move. We need to allow it to move. And so, yes, if I'm like, Ooh, too much in my masculine or too much in my feminine, like the shift isn't just mental. It's usually a very much accompanied by a physical shift also. Mm -hmm. That's why working out is a non-negotiable for me. Absolutely. I have to move the energy and the type Absolutely. of lately are like more hit based workouts. They're very masculine because that helps me. Like I tend to be more masculine. So that helps me like move some of that energy through and out and around. Okay. I love all that super, super helpful stuff. And I want, I know we have like, you know, a few, a few minutes left, but I want to talk a little bit with you about like how dating has been for you in the last like year and a half with the like new world that we all get to get to live in like apps and stuff. Cause for me becoming single for the first time in 10 years, right? Like while living in LA when everything was shut down and like starting on online dating apps and stuff for the first time in my entire life was like such a, it was an experience to get thrown into. Right. But, um, but it's been going, going well. It's been interesting. I, right now I'm on, I'm not, I'm not, not dating. I'm just not dating. If that makes sense. <laughs> okay. I deleted all my dating apps for the first time in like two years and oh. I'm open and I'm open to a person, but I'm not actively looking for anyone. And I also, I don't want to go out on dates right now, but mm. that's because I've spent two years. I mean, 
I aggressive. I was aggressively dating. Like I was going <laughs> date after date, even if it was just for the ex- like. I love the experience of dating. So like meeting a new human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now connecting. I yeah. had so many great business connections come from dating here. Like it's. I am a pro. I am like. I love dating. I'm very pro dating. I think it's great. Um, and I've had a great time doing it, but now because of the two businesses, I'm at this point where both businesses are growing at, at a rapid rate. And I just, I don't want to put the energy into it in, in the active way of seeking. I will say to everyone, I'm open if the right guy comes in and I'm constantly in spaces where I'm meeting people, connecting, yeah. traveling, like going out. So I'm very open to it. Open and available, but like detached. I, I get that. I get that for sure. And I was COVID dating. Like I was fucking. Yeah. Oh, I was going, I was dating. I was hooking up with guys for COVID. Like, yeah. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Like fearless. I had the best experiences. Um, but I feel like now, and honestly, this is the first time in my grown up life that I have really put a pause on dating because like, mm. I've always been dating or I had a long-term yeah. partner. Like my, I, a decade of my life, I was engaged to one guy and was with him for years, broke up with him. And less than a year later, I met the next guy who I was with. Yeah. 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 And, and it's seasons too. Right. And, and right. yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. Um, and I know we are like, right at time. I feel like, yeah. And like, I want to just have like, also like girlfriend catch up. I'm going to send you voice notes after this too. For sure. I'll be like, okay, <laughs> tell me more. Sorry, y'all. Maybe we'll, we'll have a, another, like a round three together and we'll share more juicy details. Um, but with your business and what you've got going on, like, and, and all, all literally all the things, where can everybody find you online? Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. And my podcast is everywhere. You can find the podcast. You have to search all the things with Regina Lawrence. If you don't put okay. me, it doesn't come up. Um, and then my website is reginalawrence.com. Perfect. Perfect. And obviously, you know, this show and like so much of what I'm all about and you as well, like helping people really own their truth, express themselves, use their voice, like stand out, just live really unapologetically. Um, and so what would be like one kind of like key piece of advice or parting words of wisdom for everyone listening in? My biggest advice to myself and to everyone is like, you are who you are. Like we are who we are. We chose this body. We chose this lifetime. We chose to be here in this moment in time. And the sooner we can step into and really embrace every bit of that, the happier and more fulfilled we'll be in this lifetime. Mm, I love it. Yes. Like radical self-awareness and self-ownership. Yes. All for all the sides of us. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for, you can probably hear my dog in the background. I made the mistake of not putting her in her kennel right now and she's barking, but, um, (laughs) but thank you so much for joining. This was so much fun. Like, yeah, I, I have very much like just enjoyed having you come into my world and like all the similarities that you and I share. It's, it's so fun. Cause I feel like every time we connect, it's like, Oh yeah, same. Oh yeah. Same. Oh, same, you're like that. Same. Yeah. Same. So, Oh, this was beautiful. So thank you for being so raw, real, honest and sharing your, your story, your wisdom, all of that with everybody. And yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again. Thank you for having me. Love being no a problem. Guy.
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.